Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Tanique, or you can call me T on another episode of Serve Thy Neighbor. So by the title, you already know that it's going to be about what do I do? So on this episode, I wanted to make it a little bit more personable about my personal walk with Christ. Maybe you can relate, maybe you can't relate, but just have a a listening ear is always good. So I'm going to go back all the way back when I was a little girl, um, I was in church. I just remember going to church. I just remember not wanting to go when I was small. Of course, like when you're little, you don't want to wake up early. Um, I still have issues waking up early. That's that's my long battle, but that's neither here nor there. So yeah, like I just remember um, going to church when I was small. And then a lot of my grandmother's friends, long-term friends that she knew over the years, they went and um, they ended up, you know, end up calling them aunts and uncles because my grandmother knew them for so long and then she ended up becoming an ordained pastor so then um as I ended up that was back when I was living in North Carolina because that's where I was born and then I ended up moving to New York and I ended up living there um for a little while and then I just remember um my mother going to church, you know, on Sundays periodically, um, not really a member, not really active. So I didn't really know too much about that. And then um, we moved from New York and then we moved here to Georgia. And then my mom still, that was probably around like middle school. We still, you know, would go to church. We went to the church, um, Word of Faith over there by Six Flags. And so, you know, just go there per- periodically. You know, he's a really good pastor. If you're looking for a church and in, in you're in Atlanta, and um he's a he's pretty big church but um i hear that the fellowship is good but um yeah so you know i didn't really know too much about um just being like the church like has more than you just going on sundays it has groups that are your age and you can talk to and they can help you and and having mentors and things of that nature so now that i'm 25 and i've um become a, a bit more aware of um first of all I have I have a relationship because back then I didn't have a relationship or I didn't understand so first of all having a relationship and then understanding and then understanding that to be um to gain better understanding and um to have people around you who are on the same page as you you really need those Christian friends to help you and so for one with my Christian walk I understand that every person who is my age that is a Christian or go to church or have a relationship with God we're not always going to click which is unfortunate um I understand that sometimes everybody is not even if they have a relationship with God and they go to church and they're active that doesn't mean that they are mature or you are mature either so you know just if you were ever to have a clash and you know but at the end of the day it's not even about the enemy it's just about people being people and and you're not going to agree with every single person which is an issue because as a body of christ everybody's supposed to be one so that's that and then um yeah so understanding that and then just like okay seeing where you need to you need to grow and then where you need things that you need to work on you know being always asking for advice if you go through something ask somebody that's older than you if you have somebody that's older than you ask them like how you could have handled it better if you handled it um good sometimes you just don't know so you just handle it the best way that you can possibly handle it whether it be good or bad but you know take your l's and make and turn them into wins 
So that's just how you go. Like if you if you take an L, just learn your lesson. So next time you can make that into a win. But um, moving on from that, also, um, yeah. So I ended up meeting um, a girl who's who's a Christian, and she was in this online youth ministry. And so I, and she invited me and I say, yeah, like that's perfect because that sounds like something that's up my alley. I was looking for some people that were my age that talked about God because I really wasn't used to that. And so that was just exciting and refreshing. And so when I joined the group, I was excited. It was in the beginning, it was very fun. In the beginning, it was very like, okay, you know, like this is what I this is what I'm looking for. People talking about God and quoting scriptures and you know, just people that I feel like I can fellowship with. It okay, so it uh, it originally started off as like a group me, I'm assuming. Cause by the time I got there, it had um you know, it was already ongoing. So it was about like a hundred and something people in the group me and then they would do Zoom. So the Zoom would be like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then eventually it started off to be like one day out of the week because I, I'm assuming they got busy with life. And that's understandable, you know. And um, so with that being said, you know, I think I did it for about like a month or so or maybe a little bit longer than that. Two months, a few months. I know, I think it was longer than a month, but um, I did it for a while and um, I I felt like refreshed when I talked to them. They start off with prayer, you know, really hard prayer and they just be praying about things that were really like on my mind and stuff that I struggled with and it felt really good. And then they'd, there'd be a topic and then we talk about that topic and everybody would talk about what they're struggling with. And then they talk about how good God is and how awesome God is. And then, you know, we'd go off of the um, the Zoom. And that was nice for a little while. And then, um, sorry, that's my mom opening and closing the door if you heard that. But, and so... You know, after a while, like, I started to feel like, hmm, I started to look at it a little little different. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was the Holy Spirit talking to me. Because sometimes when the Holy Spirit talks to me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, that's like, why would you say that? But I started looking at it differently because I'm like, there's like a hundred and some people in this group me and only five of us come into the Zoom meeting, you know? And I'm like, it couldn't just be five of us that love God. You know, like, some. It's after a while, I started to feel like, you know, you start preaching to the choir. It's like, when are the other people? It started to be the same old people, same old faces. And I was just looking like, when is it going to be some different faces that come in and that I don't normally get to see come on and, and speak and talk? Because, I, of course, I understand that you know you get busy and you're working and you miss it and you forget it and and da 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 and all that but at some point it's like when do you just pop in you know it was just that was like the holy spirit talking to me and so i was just kind of like oh no you know just don't i don't don't like these are thoughts that was happening in my head and i was just like oh no don't don't think these thoughts and it's a good group and i really appreciate it and then just one day like just one day i just was like okay 
um, I can't take this anymore because I started to feel like I wasn't really being fed properly. And I don't know where I started feeling like that, but I just started feeling like, okay, this is really not going anywhere. And um, I remember I'm, I was close to finishing Revelation because I had really been, I started reading Revelation and then I like fell off. And so like, I, I think I in in. No, I think I was close to reading Revelation or I was done reading Revelation. I woke up at three in the morning and God woke me up and he was just talking to me and he was just showing me stuff like I was like not being the Christian that I needed to be. I wasn't doing the things that I needed to do. Um, It wasn't that I was necessarily bad, but I also wasn't walking straight in my path with Christ either. And so really talking to me. Like, I rarely wake up at 3 in the morning, and the fact that it was 3 in the morning, I was like, okay, this has to be God, because why would I? It wasn't exactly, but it was like 3, 30, 3, 20, something around that, and I was like, okay, this has to be God talking to me. And so, um, it was a bit scary, the things that was being, because I just felt like judgment was being poured onto me, and I was not ready for that. So, I think later that day... There was that Zoom meeting, and I just had a lot to say. And normally, they go in with prayer, and then they all uh, speak the title, and then they'll go in, and everybody will speak. But at the time, I was at Walmart, so I didn't get to speak. Everybody else got to speak, and I was just like, hey, um, let me speak after everybody else is done speaking. And so... Um, I finally got a chance to talk and I was just kind of telling them like, hey, like this is what God was telling me. So I felt in the need to tell um, somebody, especially the girl who there was a girl that was speaking and she was saying that she was backsliding and she wasn't basically doing this the exact same thing that I was doing. Like it wasn't that she was doing anything bad or she was a bad person or, you know, she just wasn't being on her P's and Q's when it came to God. Right. And so I was like, I know that because that's me, you know, the backslider and the just doing enough to get by. And that's not who Christ has called us to be. If we're going to be children of God, we need to not just be doing enough, but we need to be doing excellent. Because everything that God does, if if greater is he that lives in us, then we need to be. If we are meant to mirror Christ, then we need to be excellent because Christ, Christ was excellent himself. And so that doesn't mean in every single thing, because every person that God works through, like Moses and David, they were not excellent all the time, but they did. They executed God's purpose and his provision for their life. And that's what makes them excellent. They allowed the Holy Spirit to work through them. Right. And that's what makes them excellent. And so you can get complacent and you cannot do that. Right. And if you're complacent and you're falling in your habits and your flesh, God cannot use you to the um, capacity that he would love to use him, use you. And you cannot, and ultimately you're meant to change other people's lives other than yours. You know, God blesses you so you can go out and bless others. It's not meant for you to just hold these blessings and never share them. Needless to say. So I was just kind of like on fire, like, okay, so... I just want, you know, just telling them, like, we need to be more strategic when we walk with God. 
We need to be on point and we need to have a plan and we don't just need to be reading our Bibles. And then when you turn around and you ask them, what did you read? They can't even recite it in their own words, what they read, because they don't fully understand what they read. And just because you say you read your Bible every week, but when I ask you to quote a scripture, you cannot quote scripture. So how are you really reading your Bible? Because when you read something, then that means that you will understand it and then you can recite it. But if I ask you to recite it and you cannot recite it, how are you really reading? You know, you're not really reading. Like you're just making this illusion that you're doing something that you're not. So you're not really serving God. You're just looking like you're serving God. And that's what the Pharisees was doing, right? So I just was like really trying to like, if God has told you to do it, go ahead and do it and stop worrying about this, that, and the third. If it's on your heart, if it's, if it's something that is your dream, make it a reality and stop back step, stepping. Create boundaries, not with just people outside people, but people that are close to you because those are the people that are going to push you away. It wasn't a random person that handed Jesus over to the Pharisees. It was somebody that was close to him every single day that handed him over so close that he could give him a kiss on the cheek. Do you know how personable you have to be with somebody to just walk up to them and give them a kiss on the cheek, especially another man? That's not something other men do. If another man doesn't know, he's probably not going to give you a kiss on the cheek. You know what I'm saying? On a, on a, just, just on that, on that, on that, you know, stance. So it's, and I'm saying create boundaries from others and I'm not saying it to be, don't be disrespectful about it, but just be mindful about it. And that's something that you're going to have to allow the Holy Spirit to help you. And I was saying, don't be quiet just because people um, don't agree with you. That doesn't mean that you're wrong. And just because they feel like, Um, they, some people feel like your point of view is not right because of the way that you tend to approach it or your attitude. Like for example, um, the way that I talk, it could come off. I'm very blunt and I'm very assertive on the way that I talk and it can come off as aggressive and people can view that perspective They could take that perspective and they can view it as wrong and I'm not being wrong. I feel like you're just trying to make it something that it's not because you don't want to hear what I have to say. And if you don't want to hear what I have to say, that's fine. But don't mess it up for the next person because if it's not for you, it's for the next person. That's how I feel. And so um, to move on to my point I was just stating that and then it just kind of went left field and I was just like you we really have to be on fire for God and we really have to um have our armor on and we really have to be sober-minded and we really have to be vigilant because it is spiritual warfare out here and you don't want to be sitting here thinking that you're serving God when you're really not and that is a spirit of deception and that's how the enemy um, hinders you and that's how you go to hell and you don't even know that you're on your way to hell because you're thinking you're doing something because you've allowed the enemy to hinder you but you don't have enough uh, re- um, relationship or discernment to know that you are being um, 
you are being led to hell and you don't even know, right? And so that is the whole purpose of us having Bible. That's the whole, that's one of the purpose of having prayer is to, um, is to communicate and then God will communicate back through to us, right? And so it just went from, you know, you really have to be strategic on the things that you do and how you read. Like when you read in the Bible, make sure that you are able to re 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 sorry <laughs> make sure that you are able to recite that scripture and maybe and make sure that you are able to say that scripture when you need it so if you're struggling with lust and you read a scripture about lust make sure that you don't just read that scripture but you can say it in your own terms and then when you are and when those urges or when that desire comes up you can you can keep reciting that scripture until it no longer is bothering you and sometimes it can it can feel like it's not working but it 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 comes with you believing that it that it works that um the the blood still works right and so that that helps you when you have that attitude and you know your scriptures and you know within your heart what you're supposed to be doing and what you're not supposed to be doing that helps you from that helps you from not backsliding and that's a strategy that's a plan and it was just like that's the plan against the enemy and it was just kind of like hey yeah that's a good plan but also be kind and be gentle and and that really bothered me because I'm like, it's a spiritual warfare out here. Why are you being kind and gentle? Who are you being kind and gentle to? Because it's not, I'm not talking about humans. I'm not saying we are battling against humans. I'm saying it's a spiritual warfare. So that means it is not of the human. I'm not speaking of humans. I'm speaking of something otherworldly. So if I'm saying it is a spiritual warfare, you don't need to be kind and you don't need to be gentle with that. Because at the end of the day, they don't care how kind you are. They are going to crush you if you allow them to. Okay. And so that's when I just kind of realized, like, he was sitting here telling her to be kind and be gentle and do and produce the fruits of the spirit. And that is something I 100% agree, but you need to do that with humans and not when it's the enemy trying to really literally rip you from limb to limb. And I was like, why is he not, you know, like, why is he not saying this? Like, this is not me. This is literally God saying this through me to her or whoever it was because it was like nine of us on there and it was so frustrating and he was and he was just saying like the minister of the the zoom because I don't want to confuse you this was during the time when I was on a zoom ministry and there is a guy and he is the minister like he's not really a minister but that is his like ministry so let me rephrase it. It is his ministry and he he's a regular person and this is his Zoom and he just prays for us. And this was a, was a time when I was feeling like we need to be more strategic in our relationship with God. And it was like the nine of us was in there and it was my time to speak. And I was literally speaking to the girl who just said that she was backsliding just, just in case if you was lost. And so when it was my time to speak and I was speaking to her and everybody else, he came in and was like, but you need to be gentle, but you need to be gentle and you need to be kind. And I was saying, you don't need to be kind and gentle when it's a spiritual warfare. And it just caused confusion because I don't want her or anybody else to think that um, that's what you need to do. 
because there's certain prayers in there that 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 ta- that tells us that we really need to crush the enemy. And so you're you're saying I'm saying to crush the enemy and then since it is his ministry that he does, most of them are going to listen to him instead of listening to me because he this is his thing. He starts it and he ends it, you know? He he's the publisher of the whole of the Zoom meeting. And so I really don't have no real say because I just joined and they've been doing, they know him probably years ago. They know him and they have a relationship with him. And I'm just somebody who just got here. You know what I'm saying? And so he was just kind of stating over me, like, you know, when you're in a spiritual warfare, because you're going to, you're not going to have peace and just stating to everybody and you know when you're in a spiritual warfare because you're not going to have peace and you know that um it's going to be obvious that you're going to be in a spiritual warfare and and all of these things and it was just frustrating me for him to say that to those people after I'm telling them you know you need to go and you need to be steadfast in your faith and I'm like when when is it, I don't understand how it can always be obvious when God deliberately says that the enemy is deceptive spirit. So if you're in a spiritual warfare, no, you're not going to always know that it is obvious because if the enemy's trying to kill, still destroy, he doesn't always want you to know that it's obvious. He's going to put a deceptive spirit on you, right? So it was just frustrating to me. And I was like, he's not really preparing us strategically giving us like when you go to church and you have a really good preacher he is going to prepare you for the real world and he's going to give you scriptures that's going to prepare you and it's going to really pull down the veils of your mind so when you go out there you'll know you can go back into the real world go to a random person and you can teach the scripture in your own words based off how the preacher teach you so you can understand it so then it can be like a domino effect right and that's not how I was being fed and then at that moment after this was after being up three in the afternoon and God was talking to me I was like okay I'm done with this group right so I was I talked to multiple people about it people of God not just random folks off the street who don't have a relationship with God I specifically talked to people of God about it and they were um understanding and they were basically saying yeah like you need to be strategic like I mean in Ephesians 6 14 through 17 um it says I stand in the evil day, having my loins girded about with truth and have the breastplate of righteousness. My feet are shod with the gospel of peace. I take the shield of faith. I am covered with the helmet of salvation and I use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That sounds like a God who's ready for action. Okay, that sounds like a God who is about his business. Okay, and that's the type of God I want to serve. I want to serve a God who is Genesis 49, 8. My hand is upon the neck 
of my enemies. That's the type of God I want to serve. Not a God who's going to be gentle and kind to my enemies who want to see me fail, who want to see me oppressed, who want to see me have generational curses over myself, who want to see me poor, who want to see me underneath the ground. Okay. That's not the type of God I want to serve. I understand that people try to take the scripture, take scripture like, um, First Timothy um, 1 verse 5, which is the purpose of my instruction is that all believers will be filled with love that comes from a pure heart. This is First Timothy um, chapter 1 verse 5, right? A clear conscience and a genuine faith. Okay, so people want to take... Um, believers will be filled with love that comes from a, a pure heart. People want to take it and turn it as if you're supposed to be this doormat and you're supposed to be like, if you come with the fire of God, then that's not coming with love. And it actually is coming with love because if somebody is um, attacking you at work or in your personal life, you have to understand that you cannot just sit there and just be pray blessings over them and think that they're not going to continue to be rude and disrespectful to you because it is not always just them it is sometimes it is most of the time the spirit behind them because the spirit of God is a gentle spirit so if somebody who's coming up to you and for no apparent reason and is oppressing you, you've done nothing wrong to them they have no real reason, but you know that you have a relationship with God or or you're not aware that you are you are so close on the verge to having a relationship with God because you've been thinking about it, you've been pondering on it. That they're gonna try to attack you to try to push you away and try to get you to focus on it, okay? And so I really need you to we can't be trying to just pray blessings over them. Not not being aware that we need to pray the devil up off of them as well. And it doesn't just need to be um, a situation where it is just the devil is off of them when they deal with you, but when they deal with everybody else. Okay, because you don't know that you, you need to be getting into a place where you're not just, you're praying deliverance off of them because they need it. And sometimes people oppress us and we're like, why did we why are we in this situation we're good people we've done nothing but god put you in that situation because you do have a relationship with god and he wants you to deliver them because they need it and that is love right there so i feel like people think that love is just this patty cake you know hold hands kumbaya type of thing but also love is gonna come at you with force when it feels like there's needed to be pressure there because you cannot um grow in your comfortability so if there is a a a person or somebody who is oppressing you pray for deliverance over their life because they need it not for just the, the relationship between you and them but the relationship between them and other people and the relationship that God is yearning to have. So he knows that he you, you need to be that warrior. Like, okay, I see what's going on. Let me go in. I know my prayers. Let me go ahead and pray for them. And that's how people need to be, but that's not how we are. And so I feel like people twist and turn that scripture. And that is still love. 
And I want to continue with the rest of when I read this, this was after the, the situation between um that guy and I all love to him and his and in his situation and his ministry. I pray that he is truly helping, truly helping them because we really it is it is crazy. It is literally a spiritual warfare out here every single day when i read revelation and i and it was saying that the dragon will cause war with us day and night and us not and i wasn't aware of that nobody told me but god told me that's love right there he's he's pulling back the veil and letting me know that i need to be prepared every single day every single day okay but some people have missed the whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they do not know what they are talking about, even though they speak of they speak so confidently. So, you know, don't just be like me where you're in this group and you're just talking and you're not really saying anything. You're speaking scripture, but you cannot break it down in layman's terms. And I say that is so important and so um, essential with your walk with Christ. Because if you cannot, as people, as you cannot just assume just because I've had my walk with Christ, I think about three, four years, that you could just throw scripture. I have not read the whole Bible, first of all. So you cannot just throw scripture at me and then think that I understand what you're saying because sometimes I don't understand what you're saying. And even when preachers preach and they quote scriptures, I don't understand what they're saying. It's not meant for me to understand every single thing in the Bible. Nobody truly understands every single thing in the Bible, but it is your purpose. If you are to do that, then you need to break it down in layman's terms. And so when preachers preach a scripture and I don't understand it, they break it down and then I can understand it. So we as believers need to be able to do the same thing. So then you can go out and you can make disciples of other nations. And that is exactly what the apostles did. And sometimes it can be difficult when you're not flexible and you don't truly understand how to talk to people because you feel like you're throwing scripture at them, but they're not receiving. It's not the fact that they're not receiving or they don't want to receive it. You just don't know how to talk to people. So you got to You can't be like, well, uh, well, I, I gave them scripture and I did my part and I did this and I No, it takes time for people to receive you didn't receive it at the snap of your hand so don't expect just because you received god that other people were gonna receive and that's for myself that's for myself so i'm just flipping through my um my notes and so when you're faced with um complex scenarios and you're like okay I don't know what to do like I feel like I'm I feel like God is pulling me to say something to do something and the people around me they're either not with me they're not saying the same thing as me. They're talking a different language. We're just not on the same page and you just say God what do I do? 
because I feel like you're telling me to do something, but people are not understanding, you know, people that I have close relationship with. And I feel like maybe I you're telling me to do something, but it's causing a conflict. And you're like, well, maybe this is not really God. And they're trying to say, oh, that's not God. That's the devil. Everything is not the devil. Everything is not the devil. And if God is telling you to do something and the person is coming, that's another tactic. That's a strategy that the enemy does. And you need to be aware of that. We need to be aware when the enemy is throwing his tactics at us. Because he comes with strategy, but we lack strategy. We lack strategy. When he's telling you to do something and you feel it and you feel like it's causing conflict or your friends are flaking off and it's just, that doesn't mean that that's not God. That could possibly be God and that could be possibly be his plan for your life because he just wants to do something extraordinary and he just, you need to, you need to isolate yourself from that situation or he's trying to expose that situation for what it is because you've been sitting there blind for a long time. And and it's causing um, a bit of turbulence to you because you're not used to that. You're not used to um, things shaking up. You're used to things being smooth. And we're not called for life to be smooth. It says in Ephesians 6, 17, I take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and use it against the enemy. That's not a, that isn't, that's not a scripture that says everything's, we're, li- we're going to live a smooth life. That's a scripture that said we're meant to fight. This is a battle. You are meant to fight. It's not meant for you to just sit there and think that everything's going to go smooth. There are going to be smooth sailings in one season and it's going to be a fight. And it could be all in the same season. So what, do you, what are you, what do you do? You go... And you pray and you wait for God to give you revelation on where um, he wants to take you in the Bible. Because there is a perfect explanation on what you're going through and why you're going through it. So when I read 1 Timothy, I didn't, I, I just read like the first paragraph of it. And I said, okay, God, you're talking to me. Because I feel like people read the Bible and they look at it as people that is not relatable to them instead of reading it and looking at themselves. When you pick up the Bible and you read it, you're literally looking at yourself. This is God telling you about yourself. This is not just some people and some far land and it doesn't relate to you because it's thousand years ago the same stuff that's going on thousands of years ago when adam and eve were still here it's the same stuff that's going on and we are just so reluctant to look at it and as a bigger picture and just not like just let some of that um like little details like uh little details like horse like how Little details like it being thousands of years ago and them having horses and them being farmers, but not really looking at the big picture. Like it is so still relevant. And if you don't understand it, research it. Don't just sit there and be sitting in confusion because that is a tactic and the enemy will use that against you. People, God says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. You have the knowledge here. Even I'm, I'm telling myself, I'm talking to myself when I say this. You have the knowledge here. Use it. 